Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chat Soon Podcast. My name is Brandon. And I'm Mike. And today we're back to be talking about our fears and insecurities, as well as some other things towards the end of the podcast. Brandon, are you excited to be making all these podcast episodes again? Oh, yeah, I am so excited. Ever since you came back to Vancouver and that we're on the same time zone now, it's definitely a lot easier to coordinate this. So I am looking forward to pumping out some more episodes. Yeah, I feel like we're both of us are just revigorated and motivated to start making more episodes. And we're also trying to add new elements to our podcast as well as up our production quality. You know, we switched up our banner and everything. So we're working on making this a more enjoyable experience for everyone. Do you want to tell the viewers what we're talking about today? Yeah, so we're going to be talking about fears and insecurities, as well as some other things towards the end of the podcast. So what we wanted to incorporate with each of our new podcast episodes is a little section at the end where we talk about a few smaller topics that may not have enough content for an entire episode, but are topics that we're dying to address and have a conversation about. So we're super excited to incorporate that into our future podcast. And this is going to be like a first trial run. And as always, we'd love to hear your feedback on it, as well as any suggestions that you may have for future topics for, for these episodes. But today, we're going to be mainly focusing on our fears and insecurities. So Brandon, when I first introduced this topic to you, did it make you feel insecure that you're going to be sharing and like showing your vulnerable side to our entire audience? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you told me like five years ago that today I'd be doing a podcast about my fears and insecurities, I'd be like, yo, yeah, right, man. I'm never top of this stuff. But uh, I don't know, man. Somehow you wrote me into it. So I guess I have to go with the flow. I gotta be honest, I don't think I've ever heard Brandon talk about any of these things and it's just not a topic that we usually address. And for you, this isn't a topic that you kind of share with just anybody either, right? Because you talk about these topics to certain people, but now we're kind of revealing it. Yeah, and I think that as time goes on, I'm finding it easier and easier to open up. And I don't think it's necessarily like a weakness or it hurts my personal life in any way to put this on a podcast and share and share our our experiences because I actually think it's healthy that you can identify with your fears and insecurities and own them. And that's just one way to move past them as well as work on them um, is to be unafraid to be open and honest with them. That's true. I think think once you kind of acknowledge it, it'll be a lot easier to try to fix because at least you've kind of said that it okay, this does exist. Now, what can I do to you know, work towards making it better? Yeah, exactly. So how I perceive fears and insecurities is that you have few core fears that you've got, uh, that you've developed over like just experiences in your life or maybe just inherently like your personality makes you more susceptible to certain fears and your insecurities ultimately branch from those core fears that you have. And that's how my perspective on um, fears and insecurities are, is that insecurities ultimately are stemmed from these core fears. And being able to identify these things is just one step closer to being building your character and being able to conquer uh, your insecurities and ultimately your fears. So why don't we get started? No touch that going first. What? Okay, fine, fine. Uh, I'll start. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter who starts, but uh, if you, if I mean, if you want to volunteer to start, I mean, that'd be good too. Okay, so I think one of my number one fears is being abandoned. So 
what I mean by that is ever since I've, I've been a kid, or <laughs> ever since I was a kid, <laughs> I mean, I am still a kid, but ever since I was a kid, I've always had this fear of being left alone. So being forgotten by my friends, my family, and just having nobody left in my life just out of nowhere for one reason or the other. And that's a really big and real fear of mine. And I think it stems into a lot of different insecurities. And it um, it's just kind of core to my character and why I hang on so tight to the relationships that really matter to me. And and yeah, so I I just have this fear of being abandoned and being alone and being irrelevant, essentially. Mm, I see. I kind of see where you're coming from. I don't think I've necessarily experienced that to kind of the level that you have, but I kind of know what you mean. Uh, I wanted to ask you, do you think like um a lot of like fears and stuff kind of stem from childhood and then it kind of finds a way to be relevant in your life later on? Like you just said, because you said um when you were younger, right, you were scared of being abandoned and how that kind of translates to you now trying to like, you know, making sure your friends stay close to you and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that because I'm an only child and I came here with just my parents. So growing up, I love my uh, parents to death and we're really close, but I didn't really have any other family members to kind of hang on to. And obviously, when you immigrate to a new country, your uh, parents are really busy with providing and making sure that you have like a great life moving forward. Right. So. Mm. I think that because I didn't have my parents there for, I guess, emotional support, I really leaned heavily on my friends. And I quit even from a young age, I quickly realized that not everyone saw friendship in that way. Some people see friendship as much more light and it's just people that you hang out with and not a lot of people put that much reliance on them, which Mm -hmm. really scared me because if I'm putting a lot more reliance on the people that I care about that aren't my family members and the, those people don't, then it might not be reciprocated. And I'm, I'm really worried that one day that they're just going to be gone because it's so easy for them to just move on. Whereas I put so much more reliance on it. So I really do think that it stems from, from that and just the amount of reliance that I put on an emotional level on other people. Um, is why I have this it stems ultimately from the fear of being abandoned mm-hmm, I see I guess I guess it might be different for some other people because you know um, if you have like a bigger extended family or if you have like siblings and stuff even when you go home you have some people to talk to but in your case right um, you said uh, that you don't really have a big family here and that uh, it's you don't have any siblings so maybe that's why like you said right uh, you value those friendships more than other people. yeah and I think that Ultimately, it's made me a very independent person and someone that like I always rely on myself to do whatever it takes uh, and whatever needs to get done. But on an emotional level, I do feel like I'm actually way more dependent than I thought I ever was. And it's not something that I like to admit easily, especially because I feel like everyone sees me as this independent person that like can strive on his own. And I do think that I am that kind of person. However, I think this leads just into my number one insecurity is that just the people that I care about the most don't care about me in the same way. And what I mean by that is there are people in my life that I put like, that I hold very highly, like that I care about even more than myself. And 
obviously as a human being, you want them to reciprocate those feelings at least to a certain extent, right? And my biggest fear or my biggest insecurity is that someone might be a really, really close friend to me, but then maybe I'm not as close to them in their eyes, you know? Like I might be Mm, behind their back and saying like, oh, this person's my best friend. Like I can tell them everything or whatever. And they might be... But behind my back, they might just be saying, oh, yeah, you know, Mike, he's a cool guy. Like, we hang out sometimes. He's a good friend. And if I've ever found that out, which I, I mean, like, it's bound to happen in some relationships, it just hurts me so much. And it's one of my biggest insecurities. And I think that it just stems from my fear of being abandoned. Because if I'm not important to other people, then there's a higher chance that they're going to leave me, which means that I just don't want to be alone because I feel like, I've started alone and it's not a good feeling. Mm, I see what you mean. You know what's funny? I think I'm kind of like the opposite of you. Uh, when you said like uh, you're more independent yourself, but when it comes to emotionally, you're more dependent on other people. I'm like the total opposite of that. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing in life. I'm de- <laughs> like, uh, I depend on people. Uh, I'm, I'm less independent. But then when it comes to the emotional side, I think I'm more independent. Mm, yeah. I, I also think that comes with, me being a little more neurotic than you are like I'm more of like a feeler and I feel like you're more logical so I I don't want to make any assumptions but I think that it must be somewhat related to that dude are you assuming stuff about me man dude why why don't you (laughs) go ahead and tell us about one of your fears all right all right okay uh let's see I think that probably the biggest one for me is uh uh maybe self-doubt I would say okay but I, oh. I don't know I don't know if it stems from my personality or not because you know in our previous podcast we talked about like uh, maybe for introverts because they're less likely to share how they feel they might be uh, like less confident in that regard so I wonder if it's if if I'm kind of self doubting myself because of my personality or or if it's something else because I'm not a psychologist I don't know what I don't know what's going on man but yeah um, you want me to go more in depth about like what I mean. Yeah, like I was just about to ask that. What what exactly do you mean when you say self-doubt? Like you're not exactly sure what you're capable of or you don't you just don't understand yourself that well or what is it? I think it's more like uh it's pretty relevant when it comes to this podcast though because like even now I'm like, yo, this stuff I'm saying right now, do people care? Like what 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 do people think about what I'm saying right now? Does it even make sense? Uh can anybody relate to it? Like that's a lot of stuff that kind of goes through my head. Uh, before I say stuff. So I think maybe that's where kind of the doubt comes from, where I'm like, yo, do other people kind of value what I say or should I just not say it at all? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is more like the way you're describing it. This is more of an insecurity where you're not exactly sure um, if you're going to receive validation from the things you say or what you do. But then what what is the ultimate fear behind that? Like, what are you scared of? from this is I, I don't even think it's anything that I'm scared of but I think it's just when I was a kid right uh when I was younger I had a lot of trouble like interacting and talking to people in public so for example like ordering food like when I was a when I was a kid it was really hard for me to like go to go go into a McDonald's and like order something myself uh I don't know if that ever happened to you did you, was that the case for you I don't think so <laughs> oh, okay yeah I guess I'm different in that regard I guess it's not that it's not as bad as some other people because I've heard there's some people who even in their adult life have have trouble like ordering a glass of water at a restaurant or something. So I 
I definitely don't think I'm at that I'm at that level, but uh, yeah, I do feel that a little bit. But I think it was mostly when I was younger. Uh, and now it's not as bad. So um, I think I just had to kind of get out my comfort zone, and uh, you know what I mean? Because in order to grow, you have to be uncomfortable, right? You can't just kind of if you're always comfortable and you stay the same, then you're never gonna grow. So I think it's just me try. I just need to kind of try to push myself more to like doing this kind of stuff. So yeah. one one good example I can give you is like uh, even just a couple of years ago when like meeting strangers, I wasn't the one to kind of initiate saying like, oh, hey, my name's Brandon. Nice to meet you. And then offer my hand out for a handshake. I'd be like just sitting there waiting for other people to say that to me. Right. And I'm like in my head, I'm thinking like, dang, I wish I had like the confidence to like do that. These people look so confident, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think it's just um, you just got to do it. Well, just listening to you talk about this, do you think that like the core fear behind this insecurity of like self-doubt and like the fear of not receiving validation, do you think it just, you're just scared that people won't like, don't understand you when do you try to express yourself or you do go through things? Because I know that with certain decisions in your life, some people may not agree with it or understand Mm -hmm. where you're coming from. And maybe you're just worried that by even if you explained yourself that people wouldn't understand so that's where the fear comes from you you don't even want to have misunderstanding as a possibility Mm, i think it's less it's less of that it's more of like the i it's like the actual sharing part like i feel like i don't want to let people inside my head i think that's the biggest thing it's not even like i like if if i say this stuff right i'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure it makes sense to some people at least right Mm -hmm. but then it's less that it's more of like me actually saying it like that's like the fear like letting people know what i think but why if, i i don't know how to explain it like it's just Interesting. it's just that way yeah i don't know how to yeah. explain it but that's the way it is yeah at least so, for me so i guess like you just have a an inherent fear of kind of opening up and letting people kind of understand what you're all about essentially yeah i think that's what it is but it it probably comes from me not doing it very often so when i do do it it feels uncomfortable so i think that's Probably the biggest thing that's that's but you're still stepping out of your comfort zone because we're talking about this so this Dude, is i'm so a huge i'm so yolo right now it doesn't even matter like that's I'm, good I'm doing this on a podcast so it's like it's whatever to me now it's definitely yeah. a lot better than it was before yeah i think um one of my fears is also sort of uh related to that is failing to reach my potential and oh i can see how that's a big one for you i i understand that yeah, and what what I mean by that is I feel like throughout my life I've been known for my work ethic and being able to put my head down and grind through whatever it takes to reach my goals or re- or whatever it may be, right? But on a personal level, I actually feel like I've never been truly pushed to my limit and that kind of scares me because there will come a day where there's a goal that I don't reach or an ob- an objective that like I just come just short and to be honest it scares me that that hasn't happened in my life yet because I feel like everything that I've wanted so far I've been able to work hard to get but even despite that I feel like I've never worked as hard as I could if that makes sense like I've never pushed myself to where I feel uncomfortable I guess which which is a huge fear of mine because it it makes me doubt myself sometimes and think like Am I never going to reach my full potential? Like, do I not have the capacity or the mental capacity to be able to push myself to those extremes? Like, I, I'm just not sure. So 
So yeah, that that's one of my biggest fears. And I definitely see where you're coming from when you say that. I personally don't experience this too much myself, but I do think about like sometimes, hmm, what what I can be, you know, like what if I applied myself a little bit more where I could be in life. So I definitely see where you're. Yeah, because as an individual, I feel like I'm very self motivated. So it's not like I'm comparing myself to others because I can be completely blunt here. If I compare my work ethic to others, I think I'm. I definitely work harder than most people. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really afraid to say that, and I'm almost 100% sure that it's true. But just comparing myself to what I think I'm capable of, I don't think I've ever. Like reached my limit. I've never pushed myself to the edge, and that scares me because I feel like I've over the years I've become known for like my work ethic, and I like that about myself. Like I like that I'm a guy that really had to work for everything that he has, and but sometimes I feel like a phony because <laughs> to be completely honest, like I don't feel like I've I've ever pushed myself that hard. Like I've never felt any sort of extremes in life in general. And that is really scary to me.、Um, yeah, it just makes me feel like either I'm not living my life to the fullest, or area in your life. And I really want to inspire kind of others through my own actions. And if I never push myself to to like that extreme, it's just a fear of mine that there's、mm-hmm. that I'm leaving something on the table. That even though I'm working, let's say eighty to eighty five percent of my capacity. I'm never pushing that 100, and I don't even know what it feels like, and I don't know what I can do to get to that point. I mean, like, <laughs> damn, you're making、know. this feel like a fear of mine now. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know what it's gonna take for me to get to that to that point, and it's、Let's、really、see. scary. And um, did this might sound I don't know who can relate to this, but yeah, I'm I feel like I'm very motivated. I really want to achieve my goals, but and I do feel like I set. Goals that are difficult and hard to obtain, but I just never, I've never been in a position where I've been like in an extreme environment or an extreme state of mind or an extreme emotional state. And it's something I don't even know if it's healthy or what. But I feel like I do want to push myself to that point sometime in my life and experience that. But I just don't know how. And like well, ultimately, that's led to some insecurities of me not reaching my full potential, not being the role model that I could be, and showing people what's possible. Because at the end of the day, I'm just a normal person. But I want to show that even any normal person can do this or can do that. And I don't feel like I've pushed myself hard enough to do that. Well, I like that way of thinking. But if it makes you feel any better, we're only turning 24 this year, so there's still a lot of life to live.、Uh, So I think you're going to encounter a lot more challenges in the future. Hopefully, yeah. So that and I think that like it might go into conquering one of my other fears.、Um, well, it's been a little bit depressing so far. So let's spice it up, make it a little bit fun, you know? Okay.、Uh, one of my biggest fears is、uh, spiders. Spiders. I hate spiders, man. Like, why? Why do they have eight legs? Why do they need that many legs? Why are、okay. they so creepy? Why do they like skitter around like that? Ah, so <laughs> gross. Since when have you been afraid of spiders? Because I've never been afraid of spiders, to be honest. Dude, my whole life, I don't even ever remembering not being scared of spiders, man. And then, I think you you know this pretty well, right? You want to tell that story about that time? I think it was you who was driving. I was in the back seat with uh with Henry or something like that. You wanna you wanna tell them what happened? Yeah. So we were on the way to Chilliwack, and 
this was when around the time where I first got my N. So I wasn't super comfortable with driving, but I've already driven a bit. I don't think I've ever driven as far as Chilliwack, even though it's only like an hour and a half away. So I was really trying to focus on the highway and I'm already like <laughs> breaking the law because you can't drive three <laughs> people using an N. Yo, but don't anyways, tell people that. Don't tell people that. Anyways, anyways, don't worry. I don't think any, um, but yeah, so I, I was really trying to focus and I, we already took the long way that day and I was literally panicking and getting really upset. Then there, I kid you not, Henry's in the front seat, Brandon's in the back seat. And under the, I, I guess like the passenger mirror, Henry was like playing around with that because I, I guess he was bored. He flips it down and there's a spider in the car. And let me tell you, it's like the smallest spider ever. I could have sworn it could have just been like a regular bug, but these guys were- No, dude, you know what's messed up? It was a spider. The whole thing was green. Like this thing was literally like neon green. It's so okay. messed up. That doesn't matter though. Okay, so the, it's really small. It, it was actually really small. So it was crawling around. Okay, it was really small though. And these two guys are like panicking. They're like, yo, pull over, pull over. Like we, we need to get rid of this spider. I can't <laughs> sit here right now. And I'm like, dude, guys, just relax. Like it's just a small spider or whatever. And then they, these guys are literally just like sweating buckets. And Brandon's actually like having a panic attack in the backseat. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you guys? Like I'm... <laughs> I'm so stressed already trying to drive us to Chilliwack and you guys are doing this to me. Why? And, and yeah, so I definitely think that Brandon's fear of spiders is real. And I can't relate to this fear because I don't, I'm not scared of spiders at all. Do you, do you know what I do when I see a spider in my room? Mm-hmm. Hey mom, can you come kill this shit for me? <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Brandon is definitely afraid of spiders. I think, um, I should, we should share another one of these um, more lighthearted fears of ours because I think both of us have a severe case of trichophobia. Yeah, tri- tripophobia, I think. It's tripophobia, called. yeah. Oh my, like, I oh, don't, I don't even want to like think about this because when I do, uh, it's just so gross. Like for those of you who don't know, tripophobia is like a fear of, what is it even a fear of? Like circles? It's a fear of like, like small holes in very close proximity to each other yeah so, yeah yeah just just i think you uh, <gasps> you don't know what it is you should just google it but be warned it's it's disgusting i i kid you not i actually have like goosebumps right now because it's so gross to me like my entire face just feels tingly whenever i just talk about this topic i don't understand why yeah i get shivers and stuff when i like see pictures like my whole body just goes like Ooh, you know yeah what I, mean? I think for me <laughs> it's worse when it's on skin like if when it's on skin, oh, I just yeah. can't. I just can't. I'm I'm out, man. I'm out. I like. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about it right now. It's so nasty. I think I first yeah, found this gross. fear when I saw this picture of the bottom of someone's feet, and it was like, oh, I know what picture you're talking yeah, about. Draw, I think it might be it, photoshopped, it like, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely fake, but like just looking at it, I'm like, oh my god, I just can't. I can't. I'm actually so scared right now. What the- <laughs> all right next topic next fear i'm actually Let's so keep, scared uh, I'm, I'm not oh talking my about God. this one it's so gross Woo! but yeah is it back to me now yeah all right okay so i think another kind of maybe not fear but like another insecurity that i that i have was uh appearance i think everyone has like something about the way they look that yeah you don't like and we get insecure about i think the biggest one for me was um I think it was like first year university or like second year university when my acne got really, really bad. Mm-hmm. 
you you can uh you can like vouch for me right like it yeah. was bad i think brandon deals with like some skin issues yeah and i don't i don't know why i just broke out like really really bad during that time and at the same time i wasn't very good at taking care of my face like uh i didn't i probably didn't wash properly i didn't moisturize at all uh because i i had like for those who don't know uh or not for those who don't know, like my, my skin's pretty oily, right? So in my mind, I'm like, why would I put on moisturizer if my skin's already oily? But it's the, actually the opposite because uh, your skin's producing all that oil because it's like compensating for the lack of moisture or something like that. So um, yeah, dude, it was so, it got so bad to a point where like uh, I look in the mirror and I don't want to go out or like if I'm at school and someone like makes eye contact with me, I'm like, yo, are they looking at my pimples or are they looking at me? Yeah. Okay. So we share this insecurity. I mean, my skin's pretty good. Um, knock on wood. Dude, yours is like miles ahead of mine. Yeah. I almost never have skin problems. Although as a kid, I was a little insecure about my moles only because the kids at school would tell me that if you have moles, they're like a sign of cancer. So I'm like, (laughs) yeah, some stupid element. Yeah. Can you guys stop saying this stuff, man? Like I know it's not real, but if you keep saying it, it's going to make me think I'm going to get cancer because (laughs) <laughs> so that, that was like one of my first insecurities uh, when it came to physical appearance. But I think especially as I got older, um, my insecurity about physical appearance has gotten like more and more. But Oh, you I, think it got more as you got older? Yeah. So I think I, I'm more and more cognizant and insecure about how I look. As, wow. I think as, I'm like the opposite. Like as, as I gotten older, I feel like it's less of an issue. Like one, another one for me is... Like, I think, like, elementary school, like, early high school, uh, I was co- self-conscious about, like, my thunder thighs. Because me and yep, you me both, we have, yep. we have really big thighs, right? But then, back in the day, you're like, oh, like, you sit down, you're like, whoa, my legs are so fat. But, like, these days, it's more like, yeah, man, I got some big-ass legs, some tree trunks. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, well, my thunder thighs, I don't think I naturally had thunder thighs. But I played a lot of sports growing up, like hockey, as well as like volleyball, basketball, that you really work those legs. Yeah, and, yeah. And now I just have big legs. I mean, <laughs> at least nobody can say I skipped leg day because I'm... Me too, dead. me too. <laughs> I just have like really muscular big legs. There's no, there's no getting around that. Um, yeah, honestly, I, it's probably better for it to be this way than have really skinny legs, in my opinion, though. Because I mean, at least you have something you can aesthetic, work on, right? Depends what kind of aesthetic you're trying to go for, you know? Like, That's we're true. never going to be able to pull off that, like, slim slender look with you know super skinny jeans and stuff and like the ysl the YSL yeah it's like one of the looks that i really wanted to to emulate back in the day and it's just not possible for us to be honest yeah, yeah it's but it's not cut out for us <laughs> yeah uh but We're not cut out for it but for real um i think physical appearance is one of my biggest insecurities but i want to ask you like what do you think this stems from like are you what, why do you care about what others think you look like? That's a good question. I actually don't know the answer to this. I might have to think about it, but I guess. But you got to admit that you do care. Yeah, for sure. I think everyone cares. When people say like, oh, they don't care at all. I think that's a little bit BS. Like you have to care at least a little bit, right? Like that's why, that's why you do your hair or that's why you uh, make sure you're wearing something nice. When you, well, you know, some people sure say they smell. do it for themselves. Some people say they do it for themselves. And I think that. Like part, partly it's for myself, but ultimately your physical appearance, like you can't see what you look like most of the time. Like, so 
you're obviously doing it for other people. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be real with you here. The only time you see what you look like on any given day is when you're actually getting ready. But the majority of the day, like 90%, it's all what others perceive you look like. So I think what it is, is um, if, if you look good, you feel good. Maybe it's kind of kind of like that, right? Where if, if you know you're looking fresh or something, right, then you can feel more confident about, you know, going out. and like. Walking yeah, out. but that feeling, that internal feeling is because now you think that other people are perceiving you as looking fresh. Like, that's what I think. That's what I ultimately think, um, not for myself, but just in general. Mm, that I see. By, get, by getting ready, by putting yourself together and stuff, that obviously that makes you feel good. But what is the root of you feeling good? It's because now you think, like, there's something in your mind that gives you the confidence to think that other people are now perceiving you as well put together and all of that implies and everything. Mm. What what do you think it is though? Like uh do you do you have like a do you have an explanation for it? Like Yeah, so for me, I would just be completely honest since this is a podcast about fears and insecurities. I think that ultimately my fear uh like my insecurity about my physical appearance just stems from your everyone is about to laugh, but it stems from not being able to find a romantic partner. Wow, really? I did yeah. not know that. And no matter how many of my friends or past lovers or whatever tell me that like physical appearance means nothing or like they don't care about it. Or once you get to know someone, it doesn't matter. It's just something in the back of my mind that thinks that I need to be looking at the best that I could look. Yeah. But you know me, like the traits that I look for in a girl are largely not superficial, but I don't know why. Like, I have this expectation for myself and this fear that if I, like, am not looking at the best... I can be completely honest with you. I don't think, like, looks are my strong suit. I'm not going to say I think I'm ugly, but I think I'm pretty average. And I don't think that it'll ever be my advantage, you know, when Mm, when it comes to looking for a romantic partner, um, when it comes to physical traits. Although I've been told, like, that this stuff doesn't matter. In the back of my mind, it just matters. It matters to me. Like, uh, it matters. My own appearance probably matters to myself way more than it does to other people. Like, that goes for most people. I think, yeah, that's the case for me too, for sure. Yeah, but for me, I feel like it's extra. Like, I have really high expectations of of how I present myself. And it's it, I, I've really tried to think about it over the years. And I think it stems from me being so afraid to be alone. And... Um, I do think that I don't want looks to be the deterrence of me being able to establish a romantic connection with someone. That's what I'm going to say. I don't want looks to be the reason that someone says, wow, I really, really like Mike. We really get along. Our personalities are great, but he's ugly as shit. So I don't want to be with him. I'm (laughs) I'm going to be honest. Like, To to be completely honest, like that's what I'm scared of. That, that is just what I'm scared of. And you know, people are going to hear this and think, okay, you don't want to be with a girl that cares about looks anyways. And I agree with that. But I think that everyone cares at least a little bit. And I just don't even want to think about that small chance that my looks are the deal breaker between me and my soulmate or someone that I really, really like and appreciate. So that is the honest truth. 
and mm. I don't know if I'm gonna cut all this out or not. <laughs> nah, we I'll, keep it I'll in, leave man. it in. Keep... I'll leave it in. But yeah. that's just the honest truth. And like everyone's scared of different things, and some of it's irrational. And I know that this is irrational because I've heard from so many people that this isn't a real thing. Girls don't actually care about this, and. Like, even if they do, it's not going to be a deal breaker if they love your personality and everything. But I'm not, it's still a fear of mine. I'm still scared of it. I don't want to be, like, I don't want that to be the thing that stops something from happening. You know, you know what's funny? I, again, I'm like the opposite of you when it comes to this. I think what uh, what I might be scared of when it comes to, like, uh, girls not liking me is it might be because... Uh, I don't have that kind of, I don't, I don't have like the same drive that you have where, or like the same passion that you have. Right. So that's what I'm more worried about than looks. So it's kind of like the, the opposite to you because you, yeah. you have a strong worth ethic, right? That's not what you're worried about because you know, you have a strong drive, you know, you can uh, kind of persevere through your challenges and stuff. But for me, that, that might be a challenge. You know, like sometimes I just want maybe, this is a reason both you and I are still single. Like, I don't think we just, un- we just don't understand girls anymore. I feel like before, <laughs> you know, before when I was younger, I felt like I cared so much less about this stuff. And I felt like I was like a much better catch in these days. I just don't know what it is. Like I lost my sense. I, I've lost my touch, honestly. Like, I feel like I've lost my touch and I need to kind of reflect and, and figure it out because, you know, my time's ticking here. <laughs> nah, man, to be honest, I think we're both just overreacting. We're fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, just don't know. I think, um, yeah, it, it's an irrational fear. And it's honestly something that I'm really trying to get over. I, Like I said, I don't think I'm losing sleep over this. Um, yeah, for sure. Me too. Yeah. Um, but since we're being open and honest here, it is something that I think about. And it's something that matters to me. And it's a fear of mine. And it kind of impacts a lot of the things I do um, in life. So, yeah, I mean, it's an insecurity. It's a fear. But I think I'm working on it. And, yeah. So, actually, I wanted to ask you a question. You said that the drive that you feel like you're lacking is, like, a deterrence to, like, potential partners. Do you think that that's one of your fears, that... You're never going to find something that you're super passionate about. And like, you might never have that kind of drive. Is that? Yeah. In a sense, I feel like it's more, it's less that I, I think, I think it's more on me to try to kind of uh, push myself more versus me not being able to find something. Cause there's definitely something out there for me that I can kind of stick to and like, and like devote a lot of time to, right. And make it my passion. But, uh, it's just trying to get to that step where I kind of like um, force myself to buckle down and like do work. You know what I mean? Do you think this stems from your self-doubt, like your fear of kind of not not being able to express yourself and stuff like that? Do you think it actually stems from that? Because if you're constantly doubting yourself, then it's really hard for you to put your everything into something. Because what if you like you must be thinking what if I put my everything into this and I suck, then like, can I even do it? And all, all this stuff, do you think it plays into each other? Yeah. I think you just took the words right out of my mouth. Like that's kind of how I feel, but 
at the same time, I know that like deep down, I know that I can do it if I apply myself, but it's just, that's the hard part applying myself. <laughs> yeah. And, and cause I know, I know from, I'm capable, like I know I'm capable of doing stuff, right. It's just trying to get to that point. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that you don't know you're capable. Like I know you're capable, but I think you're scared that maybe you're not capable. Yeah. The, I think maybe there's why, like always, yeah, that's that, why it's like, because you're scared, then it's harder and harder to, to really put your everything into something. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like for me, for example, I'll, I'll just use a personal example. Um, I was really shitty at running, but it was a fear <laughs> that I wanted to get over. And I just don't have the same kind of self doubt as you. Like in my head, I was like, if I just try, and if I put my everything into this, I know I can do it. And I'm going to I'm gonna do it no matter what. And that's what gives me kind of the drive to be able to persevere and to pursue all these different things. Because in mm-hmm. my head, I'm like, I know if I put everything into it, then I, I'll get there. And, you know, I feel like I feel like I'm definitely not there yet, but I feel like um, I'm really close and I'm, I'm getting there for sure. So. That, that might be where I don't have that fear of self-doubt, but you do. And then that that's kind of impacting our lives in different ways, right? Yeah. I think I just need to try to develop that kind of killer mentality where like, yeah. I can do it mentality. You know, like some, some people just don't got it and it's okay. Like, I, I mean, mine, like, I think I've always grown up with a chip on my shoulder and all that independent stuff that I was talking about earlier and being afraid of being abandoned, it also has led to positive things, like not just insecurities, but it's led me to just really believe in myself, rely on only myself to get stuff done and just trusting myself that nobody else is going to do it for you. So you're going to have to do it yourself no matter what. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like a model that I live by and it really impacts everything that I do. And, you know, like if I if I grew up with a huge family with a lot of support and stuff like that, I like, I might not have been raised like this. Like yeah. I can't attribute like as much as I want to say, Oh, like looking up to Kobe Bryant or looking up to my childhood idols has um, like molded me into this person. I really don't think so. I think it's just from my own self, like motivation from me not wanting to be, like inferior to anyone else that I'm around. Like I want to be at the top of everything, no matter what. And I know I can do it. And that's why that's what really drives my decision-making, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, I really like that mentality though. Like when you take ownership and take responsi- responsibility for the stuff that happens in your life, that's the only way that you can start to make changes when you acknowledge that it it's, you know, I, Hey, I should be taking ownership for this. I should be, working towards like getting better right yeah and i think that it's a trait that a lot of people have commended me for but it's not something that like i've have to work hard for it's just a matter mm-hmm. of it's circumstances more that i oh, okay. that i grew up with and it is what it is like if you ask me honestly would i have liked to grow up in like a really wealthy family and not have to put that much effort like i don't know at this point i i'm i'm not exactly sure what i would prefer um, do I want to constantly feel stressed and like have that insecurity of financial security and where I'm going to go next and stuff like that? Not necessarily. Like if you're going to drop down and give me 
a billion dollars tomorrow, I mean, I'm not going to say no, right? And I'm definitely not saying no. And, Give me that money, man. And yeah, and <laughs> like, to be completely honest, will I still have the same kind of drive if all my fears are just taken away from me just like that? I don't think so. Mm, like, I, I think that if things are just given to me, that that drive might just slowly go away. And I'm happy that I'm, I was brought up and put in those circumstances because I like the person I am today. Like, ultimately, I think that I'm a very confident person and I like the person that I am. And um, I think because of how I was brought up and because of my fears and because of my insecurities, it has made me into this person that I'm happy being. And um, But at the same time, like I said, I wouldn't mind being comfortable either. Like being comfortable, there's nothing wrong with that. And when I see people that are super comfortable and maybe don't have to drive, I don't look down on them. I don't think that they're like dumb or (laughs) that they're just, you know, like if I was in their shoes, I'd probably be the same. So like there's no judgment here. And I think that when people look up to me and the drive that I have, like that's great and sure. But I'll be completely honest. If I was given the choice, I don't know what I'd choose. Like, I don't know if I'd choose the same lifestyle if if I had a choice, right? And mm-hmm. ultimately, like, I don't. So so that's that's that. Anything else you want to touch on, on fears and insecurities? I think that's pretty much it for me, man. How about you? Yeah, I think, wow, man, we got pretty, we got pretty deep. Um, I, I'm really... I'm really happy that we had this talk. Um, we didn't get through everything, but you know, like fears and insecurities, they're endless, right? And there's not one person on this planet that doesn't, that isn't scared of anything that doesn't have a single insecurity. I think that everyone has their own and it ultimately like makes you the person that you are. It builds your character. And a lot of your strengths are because you have these insecurities, because you have these fears. And I think that, I think my objective with, talking about this and sharing it with our audience is just so everyone can be more open and honest with their own fears and insecurities and they can you know accept them and work on them rather than be afraid of them and ashamed yeah what what mike said he summed it up pretty well (laughs) better than i could have (laughs) and just one random fear i like the biggest nightmares that i have are of public nudity i don't know why what (laughs) i always have these uh, nightmares where I'm just naked in public and I'm just trying to like hide <laughs> oh my, hide God, my private so parts. Like the, it's just so scary. And I always wake up in a sweat. So I don't know <laughs> what that's related to. Like I've watched some psychology videos where it's like the fear of embarrassment or like public embarrassment or whatever. Like, sure. I, I don't know, but like I had that nightmare. It's, it's pretty much almost the same scenario every time I just, get dropped into this public setting. I don't have any clothes on and I'm just so scared and just trying to avoid everyone. So I don't know, like that, it must Dude, be maybe, a deep rooted fear for me. I think, I think maybe you're just like a low key nudist or something. Ooh, I mean, when I walk around my place alone, I, I can't say I'm wearing a lot of clothes. So maybe Oh, ladies, ladies, get some binoculars, look into Mike's window. Maybe you'll see something juicy. All right. So <laughs> let's move on to our, like our chit chat section of the podcast. Um, what do you want to the talk fun about stuff, today? The fun stuff. Hmm. All right. I had something I kind of want to discuss. Uh, you know what I've been really interested in lately? What? Like maybe like the past year, past couple months, or not past year, like the last year and like past couple months, I've been really into like disruptive innovations and like disruptive inventions. Interesting. So okay. what I mean by that is like stuff like cryptocurrency, like a Tesla. 
because of their uh, auto- autonomous driving and their electric vehicles, right? Like uh, deep learning, AI, like all this stuff is really, really interesting to me. Why do you think it interests you so much? I feel like it's like uh, you're kind of getting a look into the future, right? I feel like not a lot of people kind of think like what the world looks like five years down the road, 10 years down the road. Uh, and I think people are underestimating how fast this stuff will change and like how fast it will become mainstream. So for example, right, uh, when it comes to Tesla in 2019, did you know that they sold more cars than they did in 2017 and 2018 combined? And then I think in 2018, they sold more cars than any, than like their entire ex- existence previous to 2018. So like this stuff, like, it's it's like an exponential growth like it'll be here fast like and that's the same when it comes to like autonomous driving i think we'll see we'll see that kind of earlier than a lot of people expect like a lot of people think like oh yeah maybe like 30 years down the road we'll see it but i think it's like it's like around the corner it's just more on like the regulators on that side for them to kind of pick it up and embrace it before we actually see it interesting i think the tech yeah the technology is like it's like there it's pretty much it's almost there Yeah, I think both of us are pretty interested in like the bleeding edge of tech. And Mm -hmm. I definitely follow it pretty closely, but I don't think I have the same passion for it as you. Um, I'm more, uh, I see it more from a consumer point of view and where these new technologies can help me in my personal life. Whereas I think you're viewing it more as from like a theoretical point of view. It's like, oh, yeah, I think. I think more for me is like if you can figure this stuff out and you can kind of predict and see what's most likely in store for the future, you can capitalize it on that. Uh, you can capitalize now by investing in, you know, investing in Tesla. Invest Let me in tell you, coin. there was one invention that I really, really wanted to become a thing and it still hasn't. Yeah. What is that? Google Glass. So Google. Oh, yeah, I remember this. was There was a lot of hype around it. Uh, yeah. Just growing up, I always wanted to wear glasses. But I have 2020 <laughs> vision, so there's never been like a reason for me to wear glasses. And when uh, Google Glass and wearable tech, uh, especially on your face, became more of a thing, especially with the spectacles from Snapchat as well, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be my chance to finally be able to wear glasses and not have people call me a phony for it. But, <laughs> you know, Google Glass never picked up. And I think largely there's so many privacy issues it's just like you could be recording people and they wouldn't know right it's just yeah that's a that's that's a big hurdle to try to yeah it's just really i think that's like just one of many hurdles that they had to go through and i just don't think it's ever going to be a real thing although i just think i wish it i wish it does and i I would definitely be first on that bandwagon when (laughs) when it comes out hey i got a question for you how interested are you in vr gaming and future of uh, vr pretty much not interested in vr gaming because i don't the concept of it isn't that appealing to me um i don't know uh maybe it's because i've never i've never like i've tried it but i've never fully immersed myself into it and gave it a fair shot so Mm -hmm. that's probably why i'm not that interested in it but but yeah i mean it's okay what do you think (laughs) I'm excited for it, but I currently don't own any VR stuff, but I have tried it before and I feel like it's pretty promising. Maybe a couple more years, it'll be. I think it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, I think that they just need to make it seem less like a gimmick. Like, I'm not calling it a gimmick now, but a lot of the games are still kind of gimmicky. It's like, oh, I could play this 
but it doesn't have to be VR, right? Yeah, once I know they, what you mean. That's yeah, once they create a truly unique VR experience that is miles ahead of console gaming, then I think that's when people are really going to pick it up and and accept it for what it is. Yeah, true. Yeah. Do you have any well, other fun stuff you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, while we're recording this on February 1st, you know what's happening uh, two weeks from now. Ooh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Are you, wait, are you are you trying to are you trying to ask me to be your Valentine or something? I mean, at this point, it, I might as well because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not finding a girl in two weeks, man. Yeah. There's well, no way. well, what do you what do you think? Like, um, growing up, has Valentine's Day been been a thing for you, or it's not a big deal? Or... Mm, not to be honest, for me, not really a big deal. Valentine's Day is just kind of like another day to me. I just remember. It was fun in elementary school, just kind of getting like Valentine's cards from your classmates and stuff. That's what that's like that. That's like the biggest thing I remember from Valentine's Day, just like getting like you know like the heart shaped candies and like uh, like yeah. And you always give your favorite cards, or like you know when you buy the cards, there's always like one or two big ones, and then you give it to the girls you like the most. You know, is that what you did? (laughs) No, Brenda, I see you. I see you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But um, but yeah, I think um. Valentine's Day, you know, growing up, I've always been in relationships, you know, quote unquote relationships from elementary to high school and whatever. So Valentine's Day has always been like a big day for me. And I definitely think it's this holiday that I've celebrated the most in my life. <laughs> really? Valentine's Day? Huh? Yeah. But the past couple of Valentine's Days, ooh, tough one. Tough Some one. tough stuff. Yeah. Tough times. All right. So. What think, a depressing way to end it, huh? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? You, you know what? You know what? Things might be looking up. It's all good. Oh, things might be looking up for you? Okay, it's okay. Good. It's all good. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So I think that wraps this podcast up. And I'm really happy that we had this conversation. I think that our listeners are going to really enjoy hearing about this stuff. And I'd love to hear their opinions on what we had to say today. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, some feedback would be nice. Uh, it's always good hearing feedback, uh, knowing uh, what you guys think about the, the the podcast it'll help us kind of improve in the future too so you know let us know it's yeah. fun time today our next podcast we're gonna have two of our great friends from high school join us your names are christine and diana and we're still trying to figure out a topic but it's gonna be a banger for sure because if any of you know who christine and diana are they're gonna bring the flames oh yeah for sure and i think brandon and i are gonna feel like guests in their podcast yeah, we're going to be on their podcast next week, not our podcast. <laughs> yeah, so so that, I'm really looking forward to that. And I hope everyone is as well. And after that, we also have much more planned. So stay tuned. And we're working on our rebranding. We're trying to make this a better experience for everyone. I'm going to be putting a lot more effort into it. Brandon will be putting a lot more effort. So stay tuned. And like always, we'll chat soon. Chat soon.